0: Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings.
1: What's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. And I am very excited to be coming to you today with another fresh new episode for your Friday morning or whenever it is you're listening. Um, It's going to be a good time today. We are actually going to be rolling solo. We had not rolled solo um, in a while. It's been a few episodes since we've done a solo episode. So, uh, low-key, kind of looking forward to it. Just got some things on my heart, some things I want to talk about, um, some questions from Instagram that we did a poll on the other day, and just want to go over those. So, um, I hope everybody is doing well. First off, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, I always try to say thank you and don't ever want to overlook that. Um, as the show grows and continues to grow, we reach a bigger audience. Thank you, each and every one of you, for tuning in. Um, try to every, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 shows, give us a uh, update of kind of who we are, a 30-second rundown. I'm not that good at it, but um, for new people listening, tuning in, if you haven't gone back to the beginning, then I am uh, Jeremiah Jennings, and I'm Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama. My wife is Savannah. We just had a newborn uh, son named Jack. He is a little over two weeks old now and we have two dogs named Marlene and Murphy and that is our family so uh, the reason for the growing green podcast is it is a platform and a way for us to get out and help the community grow reach a bigger community and just build relationships Uh, these are all things that we talk about on the podcast we've 140 something episodes in now and we talk about topics that I wish I had uh, back in the beginning of my business I'm in year four of business now wrapping up year four gonna head into year five in the spring and so I'm not a I don't have it all figured out by any means, but I do have a little bit of history under my belt, and so we've learned and grown a lot along the way. We actually bought a business from a family friend that I worked for in high school, bought it from him at an infancy state and had now taken it and grown it to what it is today. We're not huge by any means. Um, Just a nice little six figure landscape company who just strives to get better every single day. So uh, we got a lot of room to grow. We're trying to bring on new employees, trying to get out of the field a little bit more, trying to diversify our income, get get our hands in some other things. So that's a little bit of a rundown from us, uh, a little bit of who we are. You can go back and kind of listen if you want to hear the full story. But I will tell you this. Let's just go ahead. I'll I'll go ahead to, do a hit! Oh my goodness, what is this? What kind of show is this? If you're still tuning in, thank you. Uh, fumbling over my words tonight. I'm saying what I want to say is, let's go ahead and do a little bit of a startup story, just a brief rundown. This is one question that I got on Instagram, and uh, I've done a, a done a full startup story, but the the show has really grown. And I was going back through the other day, looking at some episodes that really aren't really highly downloaded. It was kind of back when there weren't many people listening into the show, so we're probably gonna we're not gonna replay those, but I might re-record some of those and kind of uh, maybe update the story a little bit, and add a little more to it, uh, get more in depth, and so everyone knows what's up what's going on. So like I said, I bought this company uh, from a guy that I worked for in high school. That's what I did when I was, I was homeschooled. So I was able to work full time uh, and do school nights and weekends and things like that. So uh, I was very thankful for my parents to doing that. My dad was in ministry. So uh, we homeschool. My mom quit working homeschool when I was a freshman. And so we decided to um, take on that journey. And so I actually ended up having a great basketball career playing high school basketball for our sporting organization Uh, met my wife at that organization so it's just a really fun really good decision we didn't know that it was going to be so good at at that time Um, but I think it it turned out to be one of the best decisions that we've ever made so um, that's what we did in high school bought it from him after the straight out of high school went to college for one year Uh, decided that wasn't for me and so got back out in the field or I was in the field the whole time uh, very stressed doing college and things so um, didn't have the time to put into that Uh, I, I could have I know a lot of people do it. But, uh, at me and that, at that rate, it wasn't, wasn't for me. I was just going to get a business degree. And so I was, I was learning more working in the business than I was going and sitting in class every day. And so I wanted to go out and generate income, make revenue and, uh, go out on my own. So moved out of the house when I was, I don't know, 21, I think. No, 20. Uh, when I was 20, because I got married when we were 20, when I was 20. Um, and then I think I was 20. Yeah, I was 20. Uh, when we got married And so um, We got married when I was 20 In 2020 actually So that was really fun uh, It's cool Owning a business panel To support myself And get out and do that um, But like I said We're just a little Lawn maintenance company here We do soft scapes Some planting installs Things like that We're thinking about Getting into some other services here And we're actually going to talk about One of those on the show today Just briefly But um, we're thinking about Getting into some pressure washing If you have any pressure washing tips Or tricks or ideas Or you have any experience in that Shoot me a DM Let's talk a little bit because I have some questions about it. Um, one of the things we're looking to getting into, we're definitely going to add aerations. aerations we're going to add aerations to our um, schedule in the spring. So down here in the south, we don't do fall aerations and overseeding. We just do spring aerations. So we will be adding that to the resume in the spring. But along with uh, pressure washing, we're thinking about getting into um, Christmas lights. And so that's what we'll circle back around to and uh, go through in just a little bit. But that kind of catches us up where to where we are today. We do three shows a week here on the show. Uh, Wednesday, Friday or more business things like this interviews and solo shows talking business how to grow your business how to make more money uh, be more successful in life on Mondays we have marriage Monday that is where my wife and I Savannah come on and interview other couples and then talk amongst ourselves about things that happen in our marriage and things that um, we have gone through while running a business together how we try to keep a successful healthy marriage while running a business at the same time and now that Jack is born we are adding some parenting into that so we are all fresh in the thick of it just trying to figure it all out as we go day by day and that's what we want to do on the podcast is relate with a bunch of guys and girls out there who are young in business that we can just learn and grow together um, share our experiences, our ups, our downs, our wins, our losses and help somebody else out there because like I said I just wish it was out there when I was starting I think I would be way, way, way further uh, than I am now if I had this stuff in the beginning. So, love getting the feedback from each and every one of you. If you have listened to the show, if you're not new, you've heard all this before thanks for listening to the last three minutes here because I just want to catch everybody up for anybody new, Um, but it really means the world to me that you listen, that we have a platform. We're not huge, we're a small little family, I consider it, uh, here listening to the show, I I consider each and every one of you family, community, uh, appreciate all the messages that we get, saying it's helped and transformed your businesses, Um, we get those a lot, and uh, that's what it's all about, like we don't make money on this show we do sometimes when sponsors join in but like we're not getting rich off of it we're just uh, it's a labor of love and I love it uh, I, I literally love it like I if I could if I could generate enough income to quit my landscape business today and do podcasting full time and serve the community and help each other grow I would do it in a heartbeat because this is what I love doing I, and I can stay up and record podcasts until midnight um, because I just absolutely love every single second of it and it helps a lot when you have great guests on too so Marriage Mondays that's what that's about um, we have actually a, an extremely Good interview coming up on Monday with a family. I'm not going to drop them. I'm not going to. Uh, and I'm just going to tease you. I'm going to let you know that uh, it's a very well-known couple that you probably all know and have seen on the internet. And um, I think you should tune in because they give a lot of insight into keeping a healthy marriage. But then it's a lot on parenting, how they keep their kids involved, how they spread their time uh, wisely, and uh, just are effective with all the things they have and efficient uh, with all the things they have going on with their lives. So. Let's take a breath. That's where we're at, caught up to today. What I want to go through today is a few questions on Instagram that we had coming in. Uh, just some things that some people wanted to, to hit on and talk about so one of them was startup story that was from uh dibbles lawn care so hopefully this helped you out a little bit if you have some more uh, questions you can reach out and i will tell you more in depth however you want to do uh, lawn mowing and snow removal Kind of get a shout out and you're 14 in st louis that's awesome man uh, it's great to hear young guys like that starting out and um, learning young and figuring it out as they go like by the time you're 20 and you're out of high school you can have a seven figure business if you wanted to with all this good free content that's coming out to you so um that was two of them south vision lawn pro uh how do we go about hiring friends and family as employees this is a tough one um i don't want to spend too much time on this but i do want to spend a few minutes here because this is one that i've actually done and this is something that so i don't i don't like giving advice on something that i've never done before Um, I'm not going to tell you how to run a company that makes seven figures and you have 10 employees because guess what? I don't know how to do it. I'm still figuring it out with two guys. So I'm not going to talk about things that I don't know anything about. That's just part of the show. I'm honest. I'm upfront about it. Uh, If people ask me that, I'm going to say, truly, I don't know. Try to find you. And I'll I'll try to hook you up with somebody who has experienced those things and gone through those things. But I take and learn from others who have experienced that. Um, So, but I have done this. I have hired friends and family. So uh, the guy that worked with me for four years, he just recently quit like two months ago. Uh, he worked with me pretty much the whole time I was in business. Uh, Maybe it was three years. I don't remember, but, uh, he was a friend, childhood friend, grew up with him. I went to church with him. We were, I mean, we were best friends. Uh, he's in my wedding. Um, and just, we're, we're still close like to this day just cause he quit doesn't mean we're not close, but, uh, he moved on and got a great job and that it worked out for him. So, uh, no, no hard feelings there at all. But, uh, hiring him and working with him and he might listen to this podcast. Somebody else might listen to this podcast. I would tell him this to his face. He would agree with me. Um, so it's not anything that we wouldn't talk to each other about, but there were definitely some tough times, uh, in that, in that process. So, uh, he was my childhood friend, and worked. And he worked for me for the longest amount of time, the three years, like I said, three or four years. Uh, no, another one of our mutual childhood friends worked with us for like two summers, I think, two or three summers, um, just while he was home from college. That was pretty good, but there were still some ups and downs, uh, times like that. And then a lot of um, friends, let's see, my brother worked with us for like <laughs> two weeks or something, uh, never let really any other family work with us, and then, we had some kids work with us that I coached in high school basketball and stuff. One of them is still working with us today. So a lot of close relationships. I really like have just now gotten to the point where I have a random guy coming in and working for us, and we've built a great relationship so far. I think we're going to do great things together honestly i think i could see him uh, sticking with the company for a long time and really helping us grow uh, he's done very very well and i think we're going to succeed together we just kind of jive and stuff so uh but going back to ben and and he's the one that's worked with us for so long you've all heard his name here on the on the show because we talk about him a lot how much he did and helped us uh it really kept our business afloat so to last not this past spring but the spring before that 20 spring of 2021 i uh, really messed up my hand with some hedge trimmers and was out of work for uh, – I was not able to fully perform work for probably six or eight weeks. Uh, I was out of work completely for two weeks. So, And he was really not at the point to take over at that point. He was just kind of running things, I mean, as he could. But he really stepped up, took over a lot. Uh, the guy that I worked for in high school that I bought the business from, he stepped up and helped us out a lot during that time as well. So um, we're not we're not where we are today without, without guys like that. Uh, but friends and family, I think, has their pros and cons because – you know them, you get along with them pretty well, or they, you really wouldn't hire them to work with you. You wouldn't want to sit in the truck with them all day long. Um, it's all things that you have to take into consideration, though, is they do get along well, but what if you get along well, but they don't perform right, or the right way? Um, I, I think me, some of our biggest probably – I wouldn't say, like, we never really got mad at each other, um, I don't think. We never really had an argument – Like, I think of one time when um, our other friend was working with us the summer, and he was home, and they were, I don't remember what we were doing. I think I had to, I don't remember what it was. I think they they didn't, they missed something weeding in the back or something like that, and I had to go back out and and go weed eat that, and they were in the truck because they thought it had gotten done, and they didn't come out uh, and help me or something, and I got back in the truck, and I was just like, I'm not paying y'all to sit in the truck, and it just flushed me. It was 95 degrees in the middle of summer, and it just rubbed me the wrong way, but uh that was literally probably the biggest flare up we ever had. Um 100% was. Uh other than that, it was kind of just it was great. Like it was a great experience for us. Now were there good and bad. There definitely was because it's just hard to handle things. Had it's hard to handle showing up late. What do you do if they show up late? Like do you, do you get on to it? how do you get on to them? It? It's I think if you are going to hire friends and family, you need to set from day 1 that you're the boss and they have to respect that. And it's just that you're still going to be friends and that's okay. But when tough things come up, you're going to have to address them from a boss and an employer point of view. And the person that's working for you has to be okay with that. That doesn't give you the right to talk down on them or make them feel lesser than you or anything like that. Because the dude that has older than me, like he's a couple months older than me. So, and the same guy that worked with us during the summer, he's also older than me. So, it's like it's a hard thing to navigate those waters for sure. We did it. I don't know that I would do it again, honestly. If I'm if I'm being totally honest, uh, Ben Ben leaving was probably a great thing for our company, honestly, because there wasn't a real future there because Ben wasn't really totally in love with the with the, what he was doing. And like I said, we would say all this. I would say all this to his face. We'd have this conversation. So I don't feel bad talking about it. Uh, he knows it. He wasn't totally in love with what he was doing, and and he was honest and told me that. And he and he needed to move on. So. Um it, it but it probably could it probably can't went on too long. Like I think this summer he was pretty much ready to be done the whole time. Uh, but he helped us. He stuck it out through the summer, through the the worst part and got us into the fall here. So very thankful for everything that he did. Great work for three years, four years, however long it was. I don't even remember. Um, It went very, very well for us. I'm I'm saying this, that there are pros and cons, but we have a lot of pros. We had a lot of good times. We always got along. Um, We got to hang out. A lot of memories were created. Like, I I video everything, like on Snapchat or however you document things. I, I video everything. So, pretty much every day of the summer, I have memories coming up uh memories come up in my snapchat or or, i mean you all know what that is if you if you use snapchat or facebook or whatever your memories come up when you get to like a year like a year ago today or whatever and i pretty much get those every single day uh, of the last four years of us working or and doing something stupid uh i don't know i mean there's to tell we did so many crazy things getting mower stuck um riding on the back of the trailer through the neighborhood just crazy funny things that we were just doing hanging out being having a good time being 20 year old kids, essentially, uh, but they were really some of the best times of our lives, honestly. Uh, it was We didn't realize it. It was 9,500 degrees, but it was really, really fun. We created a lot of memories, so uh, I think you just need to set, set boundaries in the very beginning. You need to definitely have a scope of work pulled out for them, and I think you should do that for any employee. Um, that's becoming more and more real to me as I hired uh, this guy that's new and working with us, and so we're not going to say his name because I haven't really talked about the whole podcast thing yet, so he might not want his name out there, but um it's one of those things you need to definitely, 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 definitely define scope of work and what their job description is going to be. Like what I say, scope of work. I don't know what I mean by that. I'm just saying their job description, what they're going to be doing, what are they going to be expected to do. Um, they're going to be expected to work through the winter if it's 25 degrees outside. Uh, it's just it just depends, and so make sure they know that going in. Just just communicate. Like everybody, Savannah. If you listen to Marriage Monday, Savannah hates it. I talk about communication, but it is what it is. It's one of the most important things in business and in marriage and you have to communicate with your employees and, and you have to tell them up front like hey I, I want this to work for all of us I know what you need um, I know what I need let's let's help each other's needs and grow together but at the same time when tough times come I'm going to have to be the boss and going to have to lay down the hammer sometimes if we need to and um, one tough thing is like if they break something, who pays for it? You or them? That's something. That's a policy you need to just have created in your business and figure that out from the beginning. But it's it's a lot of fun. So, um, man, it, I don't know. I don't want to keep. I don't want um, to keep going over it and over and over it. And it's just one of those things that like I need to really be thankful for what i got over the over the three years of how that our experience went and so that's just the truth of how it went for us i hope it works for you if you do decide to get into if you do decide to get into that um and and that's just something that's my advice on it fitness master this is another question here how would i get started in my in my own landscape business and what should i be prepared for well, this is a good one. Um, I actually don't know that I've ever done this. We should probably do an episode on this, on just how to start a landscaping company or lawn maintenance company, whatever you want to call it. Um, we could sit and talk about this for literally an hour, but we're going to try to do it in five minutes here. So, how do I get started on own lawn, lawn maintenance company, landscaping company? Uh, you definitely, one, you need to start out in the beginning, and, and I don't have no trend down for this. I'm just kind of going off the top of my head here. So, if I've missed something, forgive me. But... You need to start out legit from the beginning. Uh, you need to get your business licenses. You need to get your insurance. Um, I would say, personally, in my opinion, get your insurance before you get your business licenses, uh, because if you break something, you just need that insurance. Like if the business license inspector comes around, you can say, "Yeah, I'm going to go get it next week." Most of them let you off. You can go get it the day of, uh, and all as well. But you definitely, definitely, definitely need to get your insurances listed from the beginning, and also then next step, get your business licenses. Uh, You need to start financially straight from the beginning. I think you should have a CRM from the beginning. So whether it be Yardbook, Jobber, LMN, whatever works for you, go out and get it. Yardbook has a free version that can get you started and rolling good. I have the paid version. It still works well for me and my business. Probably will be transitioning here in the near future uh, if I just have to be honest. I don't know for sure where I'm going to go yet, but I'm just looking at options right now as we get into – as the company continues to grow, we try to really hone in our numbers and try to – I don't know, just plan more and become more profitable and things like that. So, we're probably going to look at some other softwares. It just helps us with that. But if you're just out mowing grass, man, Yardbook is great. It really helps you. And I think that would be a great place to start for you. So, those are some big things just to get started. Then you obviously got to have equipment. Um, some people say go out and get the 20 inch push, 21 inch pusher from Home Depot and a $100 weed eater. Uh, in my opinion, it depends on how serious you are. If you really think you're going to go in all in on this and you're like quitting your full-time job to do it, there's no other option, I think you should start with good equipment. I think you should go buy a name, a reputable name brand trimmer, weed eater, whatever you want to call it. It's still a Husqvarna, a Echo, a, a Mariama, Shandau, whatever you want to say, whatever trimmer fits you, whatever dealer you have near you, I would go spend the $350 and buy one. Same thing goes for a blower. I wouldn't go buy a little handheld blower. I would buy a backpack blower that you know will get you and stand the test of time and help you grow your company. Um, As a mower, that's a tough one. It depends on whether you want to take on the debt or not. Uh, Some people want to take on debt and leverage it and grow their company. I personally have done that and I was responsible with it and it's helped us grow to where we are today. I wouldn't be where I was today if I didn't take on debt in the beginning uh, because I would not have the $12,000 to go buy a new zero-turn mower. I would be stuck with a 21-inch push mower and it would take me eight years to save up enough to go spend the 12 grand on the 60-inch put uh, zero turn that I have now. So it depends on... What model you want to take, but I would say get a decent mower. I would say get a, a name brand, zero turner, walk behind, stand on, whatever fits you. Doesn't have to be a 60-inch mower. Get a 36 or a 42 or 48, or whatever whatever model size fits your area, your market. Down here in Alabama, we have a lot of bigger properties, so we're mowing acreage at a time. I have a 60-inch, I have a 54-inch, and I have a 30-inch push mower. Honestly, the 54-inch is probably going to get upgraded to a 60 next year. We're probably going to have two 60s and a 30-inch or a 32-inch um, stand on. So I don't know where we're going to go in that route, but whatever works for you, that's what you need to do. And then, but before all that, you got to have customers. So you got to figure out how to get customers. And that's something that we should probably also have another episode on is marketing. Uh, we'd like to get a marketing professional on here and talk about things like that because I don't know, uh, if you want me to be totally honest with you and, and up upfront. this is why I said, I want to bring a professional on the show. I've never had to do much marketing in my business. I've always done word of mouth, and I've ran a few Facebook ads in the past, but that's about it. I've never ran some legit marketing campaign. I've never done EDDM. I've put out a handful of post, uh, postcards and some door hangers, things like that, passed out business cards, but I've never done serious marketing. Uh, but obviously, there are plenty of ways to do it. There's EDDM, every door direct mail that goes to everybody in an area you select, You can get postcards made up, go hand those out. You can just go to the local gas station, stick them on the counter down there, leave some business cards, go to networking events, go to the community, go to your local high school baseball game, softball game, football game, uh, meet people, shake hands, hang out, go to your trustful. I mean, (laughs) your trustful, that's where I live. Go to your uh, city's chamber of commerce, um, get in that group, maybe things like that. So there's all kinds of ways to, to market and get out there in your business. Do it works for you? All of the above are have, have worked. I know they've worked for other companies. They've worked for me as well. Oh, excuse me. Um, and when I have used them to to the little extent that I have used them, and Facebook ads, they've worked. Google My Business. So I will say that I, I will say that 100 percent is you need to get a Google My Business listing from day one. They're free. Get you on the internet. If you're not on Google, you're not. You don't exist. Let's be honest. If you're if you're not on the internet, you don't exist. If somebody goes to look you up and they can't find you, well. You don't exist in 2022 or whenever it is you're listening this post-2022 because uh, it's just one of those things. The internet is the internet. It it runs the world almost like it's crazy, but we've gotten to the point where it does. So you need to be on the internet. You need to be where people can find you and easily access you. Um, Get your customers and then you can go into getting equipment and things like that. I would still say your licenses and your um, insurance needs to be in the very, very beginning. Um, you got to have a name of your company. Obviously, get that registered with the state, get an LLC set up. Um, I wouldn't say you have to set up an LLC from the beginning. I ran as a sole proprietor for three years before I, I just got an LLC last season. So, I mean, you can do that. Uh, but it just, like I said, depends on how much taxes you want to pay. You, if you get an LLC and then file as an S corp, you can pay less, um, social security tax. When you take uh, your paycheck, things like that, the, the business income and profit at the end of the year, you're not paying social security tax on, um, things like that. So I'm not a tax professional, but that's just what my account has told me. So that's how we're going to be filing next year. 100% for sure. But those are some things. Like I said, I want to spend five minutes on that. I don't want to sit here all day and go into the things that uh, all the things that go into starting a business. But those are some of the some of the basics. We might do a more in depth podcast further down the road. Uh, our last question here from Instagram that I want to t- go on is um, Pesa uh, Gistermar. I literally don't know how to say that. I'm sorry. Um, you know who you are if you're if you're listening to this question you know who you are I don't know how to say your name uh, the Instagram tag there not on air at least I got to practice it a few times but uh, how to transition from residential to commercial mowing it's very difficult to get customers in that area um, that's a tough one that's another one that I'm not going to speak on too much because I don't do a ton of commercial mowing but what little bit I have done what little bit I do know about it is it's a very 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 competitive market it's one that you are uh, it's sad to say but most of the time the the floor is dropping on the prices like it's, it's the bottom dollar guys what they're looking for now that's not always the case you can build relationships with property management companies and with business owners um, and keep their keep their place for years and never get it bit out the place that we some of the places we do, that are commercial. We don't. They don't get bid out every year. We've built relationships. We show up. We do great work. We charge a, a fair price, um, and they just they just work. So not to say that it won't be bid out forever. I'm sure we will have to put in a new bid on that in the future, and we could end up losing it down the road. But it's just one of those things that. Uh, you do good work. You be, really work to build relationships with people. Um, it, let them know when things happen at the property, things like that. But you're you're asking how to transition and get customers um, in the commercial realm, not just really like build that relationship. But how to get them, you definitely need to reach out to property management companies. We have some in our area that we reach out to. This time of year, right now, uh, when you're listening to this, you need to be reaching out to property management companies because they're getting ready to to look into their 2023 stuff going forward or whatever year it is you're listening. We're recording this since the end of September of 2022. So from now, like September and October, they're going to start looking at their 2023 budget. They're looking at their contracts for next year who's going to be doing their lawn maintenance in the spring, go through the summer again. So you need to be reaching out to them. You need to let your name get known in the area. Maybe set up, just call up a property management company, ask if you can take one of their uh, managers to work, I mean, to lunch one day and uh, chat with them about it. And sometimes they're online. Uh, There's places you can fill out application forms to be a vendor of theirs. So there's all kinds of ways to do it. Get in networking groups, like I said. Um, Ask people that know people that like that you need to be around people that know people that are business owners. So getting a local networking business group, um, and those businesses that they own, if they're storefronts or they have offices, office space, most likely the yard's going to be cut. So get in with them, uh, build relationships there. And, uh, I heard it said the other day on a podcast and this is what everybody says. It's, it's all about who you, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. and, that's right to an extent, but I would like to change that and kind of make it more um, effective and efficient. In my opinion, is it's not about what you know; it's about who knows you. And so, uh, if the people around you that you're trying to get in touch with, those business owners, like, like let's just say, I know the uh, I know the owner. Uh, I know who the owner of um, the local gym down the street from us is. Has a nice property. Uh, there, the, I know that I know the owner of that place. I know who they are. Um, well, if they don't know me. Then, what purpose does that serve? It's it's all about who knows you, and so um, work to build those relationships. Get your name out there. Kind of goes back to the marketing. Get your name out there on the signs at at the high school football games, the the softball games, the baseball games. Sponsor your local charities. um, Give to the church. Like just get your name in your local community and keep your keep keep your routes tight. By doing that stuff, that also helps you keep your routes tight because your name is everywhere. I think I was listening to the one of Paul's podcasts the other day, Green Industry Podcast, uh, when he had Dr. Frank on. And this was probably one from earlier in the summer. But Dr. Frank said he's a marketing genius and um, that's what he does. And he said it's going to take seven to nine touches to get somebody to do a deal with you and to go into business with you. So you need to be getting your name out there in all areas and brand your name and wear it the best you can. Like I'm to the point now, whenever I go somewhere, I'm always pretty much always in a growing green hat or shirt. Uh, there's always something on, on, on me. And when I drive my box truck around town, right there, plastered in your face, I'm um, looking at getting my truck wrapped. So that's actually something. So anyway, uh, residential commercial. That's that would be my opinion. Build relationships with property management companies. Get in with um, other local business owners. Find people that know people. Get people that that know to know you who know people because that just opens up your connections. Um, maybe it's some big place. Maybe it's a place that like we have a place that's a fire extinguisher, a big big manufacturer of fire extinguishers in our area. And they, they're not run by a property management company. I know that. They have people on staff there uh, that run their property. But they do hire out their their lawn maintenance, their grass. So I want to go walk into their office and say, hey, can I meet with whoever manages this property? And so maybe it's just sometimes walking in the door like that and trying to make that connection and, and shake that hand and just let them know that, hey, even if you have your stuff done for the rest of this year, I would love to meet with you at the beginning of next year whenever you look to renew your contracts and put in a bid and go from there. So, um, just know getting into commercial, it is 90% of the time I feel like from from the experiences that I have and what I know from other people who do commercial work is you're going to get bid around a lot. Like They're going to shop around. They're going to get a lot of prices. So you have to be very, very competitive. And if you're going to be that competitive in price, you have to be very, very hyper aware of what your numbers are. And you have to know how to become profitable and how to remain profitable if you want to run your company for a very long time. So those are the questions that I had on Instagram. Uh, two things as we wrap this up, Christmas lights, that's one that we're going to do a show on here soon and talk some more about that. Um, I'm going to start that. I just had a great, I mean, this is coming off the same night as a podcast that I did with Andrew Martinez and uh, the Lone Star Lawn Talk podcast. Um, Andrew's a great guy. He got a great thing going on down in Texas. He's been in, excuse me, he's been in business for I don't, I don't, I don't know. Forgive me, Andrew, if you're listening to this. Ten to ten to twenty years, somewhere in there. Uh, he's he's seen it all, though. I know he's he's scaled his business to multiple crews. Uh, he's now back down to him and himself and another guy, and so uh, he's seen all things in the business. And Andrew's got a great podcast on that going on down there, Lone Star Lawn Talk podcast. You can go check that out and hear some great episodes and some great insight. But we did an episode with uh, James. Um, Ah, my goodness, I forget his name now. Uh, James Evans, I think it was. Let me pull it up really, really quickly and see if I can. uh, Let's see here. Let's see if I can find what his exact name was. Uh, James Reed. I don't know why I said James Evans. James Reed is a business owner out of New York. I hope to get him on my podcast here soon. And talk about what his businesses are there because this business, I mean, this podcast was all about Christmas lights, and you can be very, very hyper profitable in Christmas lights if you do them the right way and make a ton of money in like two or three months. So that's a service we're going to be adding on. We we hinted at it last year. We did a little bit. We dabbled in it, um, but didn't go very far. I want to hit that a lot harder this year. So we had, should have a show coming up on that pretty soon. If that interests you, let me know, we'll definitely get that locked down, and maybe try to get a few more guests on talking about it. Uh, but if you do it, let me know. Give me some advice on what to do. Uh, maybe we'll get you on and talk about it as well, because those—that's one thing that I think it's kind of an untouched market. It's kind of new onto the scene the last couple of years. It's kind of blown up. Um, there's definitely people that are doing it for longer, but I think it's starting to get out there to where more companies are trying to do it, especially where like where we are, we don't get snow in the winter, so that's something that can keep us busy and going year round, keep employees busy, and generate some good revenue. To put in our pockets but i think that's all the updates uh, uh, uh one thing i shared this on instagram i don't I haven't done a podcast um solo since then but uh if you follow us on instagram you know i sold my truck uh, i had a 2500 2017 2500 duramax um diesel uh And it was awesome, a beautiful truck, but sold that last week, and that actually made our business completely debt free. So, that is one thing that I'm very, very happy and proud about. It's just, uh, it was hard to do, it's a tough decision. It was a beautiful truck, loved that truck. Um, Great interior, just fun truck to ride around in. It was a workhorse, but. I just didn't need it anymore. It was an unnecessary expense trying to cut that going into the, into the uh, fall and winter here going forward. And then who knows what next year is going to look like. So um, people have asked me what happened to the truck, what happened to the truck. And so that's that's what happened. We sold it. Um, and we're looking at getting, I have an older truck that I started my company with actually that I have held on to, looking at that and thing wrapped and we're going to be branding harder. So. Looking at getting it wrapped and driving in around town and showing people um, who Growing Green Landscapes is and what we're all about. Uh, as we have to show up today, we actually have a new affiliate with uh, uh, IsoTunes. If you knew, if you have used IsoTunes in the past, or you just looking for good headphones, IsoTunes is great. They make all kinds. They make uh, wireless um, headphones. They make so they make wireless headphones that are wired, that are connected, uh, but they're wireless. They don't like plug into your phone or anything. They hang around your neck. They make. True wireless headphones, the, the freeze that just go in your ears, kind of like AirPods, but different. And it's made for, um, cutting grass and things like that. And then, uh, know they have, they have a couple other, but I know they have the links, the isotunes link, the 2.0s. Those are great headphones. I've had them all, uh, except the freeze, but I've heard really good things about the freeze. Uh, The links are great for wintertime, what we're heading into with leaves and things like that. So if you have anything, if you need to go get some isotunes, if you're looking for good headphones, go check those out. You can use code GG10 um, uh, to save you 10% there at checkout. And We are very excited and blessed to be partnering with Isotunes moving forward um, to help you save a little bit of money when you get your own uh, new noise uh, noise cancellation headphones that will really help you save your ears and uh, make your life a lot more enjoyable while you're on the mower. So, Without any further ado, that is going to wrap this one up. We're going to try to close the show a little bit better. I'm not going to ramble on. Uh, I just want to say thank you again for tuning in. If you would, leave us those ratings and reviews. Those really help us. I don't want to beg for those, but I want to just keep it in your ear. Like If you've been listening to the show for the last year and you haven't left a interview please do so that would be very very much appreciative like i said it's a labor of love all we ask is a rating interview and to share the show that's that's a beautiful thing um, that you can do for us and really help us grow their community one relationship at a time so gg10 save yourselves 10 percent at isotunes.com moving forward get you some great headphones going in the winter and i think that's going to be it for this one so we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode
0: thanks for tuning in to the growing green podcast It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.